Thank you for tuning in to Merge Extra. Today's episode, we're going to discuss relationships. And we have Seyda Meya, who is here to discuss that with us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Okay. So the first time I found out about you, well, I heard about you, you were giving a speech about relationships. Okay. Um, you, the, the thing that hit me in that speech, and one of the main reasons why I asked you here today, is because you were discussing maintaining hope after maybe a failed relationship. Mm-hmm. And it hit me at the time, maybe not in a relationship context, but in general in life, the, the, the outlook that you had. Mm-hmm. Today, since the topic is about relationships, I'd like to focus on... Okay, so my question, my first question would be, how would you advise people to stay hopeful or to maintain hope? Or how would you yani, tell them to react after, for example, a breakup or a divorce or something like that? Okay. Um Probably the context you heard me when I first spoke was um, reflecting on divorce. Mm-hmm. So in that con- in that context, Yanni, of course, it's very heartbreaking when you go through something like that. But to think that you are not going to get into a relationship again ever in your life, I feel it's very, uh, very sad to, to be in that kind of mindset. Um Life is all about beginnings and endings, and that applies to relationship too. Life in itself, yani, we live, and then at some, at some point in time, we're not going to exist, therefore death. So it's that circle of continuous life. You start something new, then it ends, and then you pick up something new again. So we kind of understand that context in everything around us, but when it comes to relationship, especially my relationship, and then when that ends, khalas, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into another one who's going to want me and all of that negative mindset. So just to realize that, you know, this relationship, the way sometimes I like to think of it and I tell my clients is when a relationship ends, it's getting you closer to the one that you're supposed to be with because this one was not the one for you. Okay. Okay. You mentioned clients. Can you tell us a bit about what you do on a day-to-day basis? I'm a life coach, um, but I'm specifically concentrating on rehabilitating uh, divorced women. So basically... Um, I help them through that transition from being broken, alone, confused, and and to empower them. Although I don't really like to use the word empower, but to help them and coach them and transform them into ultimately living a life that they, they love. To to understand that divorce is not something to be ashamed of. You know, all, all the negative annotation that comes with divorce, the, the way people look at them. So hopefully to help them um, and become confident in themselves and in who they are. Okay. Do you feel that women or men in general, after such a relationship or a broken relationship, do you feel that they need time to heal or can they heal, for example, within the next relationship? Um, I advise always to sit and reflect about why, what went wrong? Was it something, you know, I believe in every mistake, there's some sort of learning and Mm -hmm. it's, in peril for us to sit and reflect and think, okay, what what happened here? This is something that they did or something that I did that resulted this way. Maybe I didn't speak and say really what I was thinking of in terms of what I don't like or what I like or whatever it is. Um, but also, to answer your question, I feel, yes, you should sit, take a break before you jump into another one. Okay. Another relationship. I think when you jump in from one relationship to another, first you don't know how to be alone, mm-hmm. and That's you feel you, you always feel you need to be with somebody. You don't need to be always with somebody. Yes, we are created to be, you know, in and, pairs. In pairs, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean 
just anyone just for the sake that I'm not alone. You you need to be with somebody who is aligned with you know the, the way you see yourself, the way you see life, your partner in life, but not just anyone for the sake of just being that. So yeah, sit and reflect. Just to recap, sit and reflect on what went wrong. Um, maybe you need to um, develop yourself um, and be okay with that because then you take in th- those lessons into your next relationship. You don't want to repeat the same mistakes. Okay. We're currently in a month where people don't usually like to be alone in general. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's important for people to accept the fact that they're alone until they find whatever relationship they're meant to be in? What's wrong with being alone? Not nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. True. Uh-huh. Because, okay, spe- specifically there's one day, uh-huh. which we can say it's Valentine's Day. People tend to feel, okay, because I'm not with somebody, something is wrong with me. Uh-huh. Nothing is wrong with you. you. You know, and not everybody who's in a relationship means that they're happy or in love because they could be miserable with the person that they're with and they're stuck with them. Mm-hmm. They can't, for whatever reason, they can't move on. They can't leave that person. So they have that um, that day and then what, they're going to give them roses and chocolates <laughs> and then make everything okay for the rest of their life. I mean, if the chocolates are good... <laughs> But okay. to, going back to the point, it's okay if you're alone and um, go out to some other friends who are single. Treat yourself if you feel you want to. Um, I remember when I was, um, <laughs> this is <laughs> funny, but I'll share. I remember when, um, uh, before I got married again, there were days I would just send myself flowers. And then people like in the office, maybe I will send you flowers. <laughs> like, actually, <laughs> I did. <laughs> they're pretty like you should treat yourself i i believe in that concept you know like i I would go and buy it you know for my my room my house whatever but but it's nice yani no i'd literally i'd send myself flowers to the office flower delivery (laughs) there was no flower then i don't know what other means there was but and not specifically on valentine's day just any day i felt like treating myself i did my birthday Mm -hmm. you know i didn't wait for somebody to treat me But that's a nice lesson, Mm -hmm. the treat yourself lesson, because um, I feel when you learn how to treat yourself, I I, I don't want to say attract, but you you kind of do attract people who know how to treat you, or at least you teach people how to treat you when they see how you treat yourself. Love yourself first so others can love you. I always give this um, kind of story, like if I was thirsty right now and you had a glass that was empty, are you going to offer it to me? Oh, that's... mm. No. Mm-hmm. because it's empty. Okay. But if you have a glass that's full and overflowing, therefore you say, actually, I have, would you like some? Oh, something to drink. Sense. So you can't offer me something from an empty cup. If you mm. don't love yourself, how can you love others? And how can you expect others to love you? You have to love yourself enough to be able to love others. That's very true. I I, I actually learned this lesson from one of the, I don't know if I should say her name, but one of the presenters here, Vesma, mm-hmm. um, something happened once she did some kind of mistake and I did a similar thing the week before. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, whatever, you know. She apologized once and then she looked at, she was like, oh, I forgive myself. <laughs> and I looked at her, I was like, what? You made a big mistake. It's the same one I made last week. She's like, yeah, I apologize to them. Now, now I'm, I'm okay with myself. It reminds me of that... Um famous 
speech. That's what his name gave that. Uh, Martin Luther King. No, 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 whenever someone says speech, that's the first thing I think of. From Martin Luther King. I want to thank me. Oh, I remember that speech. So, okay, so it's important to thank yourself. And love yourself. Exactly. It, it it really is. And and I did notice, again, I don't know if, if attract is the right word because, I mean, because of my beliefs and everything, I'm not sure if that's how, I mean, you should think of things like that. But but you do get things that are more aligned with how you're thinking. Mm. You're loving yourself. People will love you more. I have seen that. I've actually practiced that and I've seen it. And it's like there's a gratitude thing. The more gratitude you share, the more khair comes to you. Khair is like goodness. Yes. Uh, we have that concept in our religion as well. We do, yes. The uh, um, uh, But in English... Uh, go for it. <laughs> I, I was looking at you like, are you going to translate that? <laughs> um, I mean, and if you give thanks, uh, uh, then I will increase you. Yes, oh, there we go. We translated it successfully, I believe. <laughs> Let's say, for example, one of the clients co- comes to you and she explains everything that went wrong in their relationship and everything. And then when you look at it, you're like, oh, you kind of made the big mistake here. Mm-hmm. Do they accept that? Ah, it depends on, okay, a couple of things. Their character. Okay. And as well, where are they in their journey? Like if it's right at the beginning, it just happened. There has to be a subtle way to, it's important for her to know that you have as well a role in whatever has happened. Okay. But to come and blatantly say, it's your fault. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's very hard. Mm -hmm. And, um... I think you have to realize at some point that either everything is a responsibility. I'm not saying you're blamed for everything, but um, you have to realize that, okay, if this X, Y, and Z happen, it can't always be the Someone other else's fault. And maybe it's a reaction to something you did, or maybe it's the way you reacted, mm-hmm. you know? So you have to be, I think, have some sort of self-aware and self-acceptance that we're humans. We will make mistakes and it's okay. It's not the end of the world. The most important thing, as I said before, uh, you have to reflect. and mm-hmm. think, Okay, I made this mistake. Why did I make this mistake? Is it something that I've seen a lot in past relationships and I just took it as a norm? Maybe none of them said anything. None of them reacted. So now it's become just part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is we can say, but this is who I am. Okay, oh, yeah. you can still change. True. But if you want to. Yeah, that's true. Many people can say, Liana, you are, I don't know, you have anger management issues. No, but I don't. (laughs) You know what I mean? Proven. (laughs) Sorry, I just took an example. No, no. I like our family. When you say my family name, a lot of people go like, oh, you guys have anger issues. I don't think I do. You know, I hope I don't. But that is like one of our it. reputations. I know it was just a random example. It was, <laughs> I didn't think that's the first thing that came to mind. So I don't mean to offend anybody. No, no. But to think, you know, you have to realize if a lot of people are telling you, there's some truth in it. Yeah, so that's So you have true. to sit and, and think about it. True. The concept you mentioned is actually... Okay, it's, it's, it's difficult to explain in a way where it will be understandable. But I face that as well. So, for example, things were happening to me. They were wrong. The, the way they were treating me was wrong. But when I sat and I reflected and everything, it's because I wasn't outspoken. Mm. You know, if I would allow it to happen. Of course, whatever they were doing was still wrong. You know, you shouldn't, people shouldn't treat you like that. People should know that you can't overstep your boundaries and everything. But I realized there was a time where my boundaries were 
repeatedly being, uh, you know, stepped on and everything by other people. But when I sat and reflected, I didn't go like, oh my God, if they did this to me. That means I'm at fault. No, but I did see a fault, mm-hmm. you know, where it was like, okay, I'm not speaking up. And if yeah. you don't speak up and it happened with one person, okay, two people, okay. But then if everyone's doing it, you, there is a point where you should realize it's your fault. And I had that realization last year. It's, I don't want to say it's your fault, but you you, you're be, playing a role. Yes. But, yeah. And here's where it, we've done a full circle here. Here's where I come, where it means when you take responsibility. Uh, yeah. So yeah you, now you understand. Okay. So I will, I'm a hundred percent responsible for how I show up and mm-hmm. what I accept for how people treat me. True. That's about you. No one is going to come and defend. No, but you shouldn't treat her like that because if you don't say anything, why should they come and speak it up anyway? It's, That's true. It's about you. So if it's something that you don't want, it's something, whatever, you have to speak up for yourself. And not only in relationships, I know we're talking in that context, but it applies to everywhere in the workforce, friendships, anywhere that where it's about you, you speak up for yourself. So that is very true. Um, okay. I, I'm saying this from my personal experience, but since you, you deal with clients and everything, I want to know if this is normal. <laughs> Uh, I'm exposing myself here. So if this is not normal. It's all about exposing. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, for me, for example, when, when I realized that, okay, I need to be more outspoken. I went through a phase in the beginning, maybe the first couple of months where I became too outspoken. Yes. Like every single thing. I'm like, I don't like this. Let me tell you why, you know. And this is the complete opposite of my personality. I'm very non-conflict oriented. So, I, but, but when I learned that, I went extreme. And then uh, I noticed that there was some kind of balancing out act where, okay, I, I started learning when to speak, when not to speak. But then w- what, what I'm thinking of, like when you tell a client, for example, or when, when you sit down with a client and they realize, okay, maybe I need to be more outspoken here. Maybe I need to, for example, fix this certain thing. Is there a time where you see them go a bit extreme in that thing and then balance it out? No, I haven't had my clients react that way, but... You have to pick your battles. I'm sure you've heard this before. Yeah. You don't, not everything deserves their reaction. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes even not saying anything is a reaction. Like the, the silent treatment, the passive aggressive, that? Yeah, but n- not for long periods of time. Okay. Until the person gets the message, until, you know, sorry, it's until somebody feels um, some sort of guilt. Why, why is she not talking to me? Okay. N- but not for periods long periods of time because then it defeats the purpose okay so you're so you're saying you should do that it is i'm not saying you should i'm saying it's one form of reacting okay yeah okay and it's an okay form of reacting based on the context of what's happening it could be okay it could be okay because then it entices conversation okay what's wrong you're different you seem very silent did i do something wrong let's talk about it and then that's the that's the knock on the door open the door and have the conversation okay um i was having a conversation with someone recently about this about being open with any two people in a relationship need to be open with each other Mm -hmm. i'm of the personal belief that yes uh communication is one of the most important things however i think that not every single thing needs to be communicated like for example Let's say someone said, like your partner said something to you and it hurt your feelings, but they immediately apologized. They, they realized their mistake. 
you're still a bit sensitive about the thing that they said. So then while they're apologizing, just say thank you because that was really hurtful. Okay. But you don't have to go. Exactly. And then after that, let's say you're still a bit hurt. But now I I believe that now it's up to you to deal with that because they've already done their, they've made the mistake, but they've apologized to you. They've, they've tried to fix it. And you've mentioned that, okay, this really hurt me. Now, any negative feeling is left. I feel it's up to you to deal with it. You know, yes. I don't think you what? should keep bringing it up. Yes. Unless the way this person wanted the the apology to come was not met. Okay, that's one thing. Okay, but then again, at that point in time, hmm. mention it. Okay, like I don't or, feel this apology was enough, for example. Methalan. Okay. Um, but then if that's all the capacity of your partner, whoever it is, then khalas, you have to now work on it. This is who they are. There's, you know, one of the things that really make relationship very hard is we have this perfect expectations mm. that if he apologize if he apologizes this way then this is the only way if he doesn't he will apologize his way it might not be the way you want it but it's an apology nevertheless okay so then yes to answer your question you need to work on yourself because life is not perfect and you don't have to bringing it bring bringing bring it up to them while you're doing the work no alone Actually, now I'm not talking to you because I'm still angry. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I'm like. That's what I think. I'm like, you can't communicate every single thing. You know, some things you just internally deal with. Yes. Okay, another question comes mm-hmm. to my mind. Some people need more alone time than others. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of times where you'll see a relationship between an extrovert and an introvert. Or maybe they're both extroverts, but different levels. Um how should one partner communicate to the other that, okay, I need my alone time without it coming off as offensive? Just by communicating it. I need my alone time? Yeah, I, you know, it's nothing to do. I feel like saying it's not me, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not you, it's me. Uh-huh. The other side. Um, I feel mainly women struggle with that, especially if a guy says he wants to have some alone time. Oh, it think, could be. The I think other... I would be the opposite because really? I need my. You know, again, it depends on on the personality. Yeah, I feel I need my reflection time, my gratitude time. I need my like, you know, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. you know, you need those solitude. Yeah, solitude. Fab. So yeah, just say you know this is part of my personality. For personality. example, personality. Um, and I think this is this is something that should be communicated well you know, at the beginning of the relationship, not like. You Why do you think it should be communicated at the beginning? Because it's important to you. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, anything that is important to you that's kind of a make or break situation. That's why when you sit and reflect on what, who you are and what do you want, I mm-hmm. think it's very important to do that in any relationship, even before you start a relationship. Who is Maya? Okay. What does Maya want? What is Maya's lifestyle like? Who will fit into me? So then you have kind of the the kind of characteristics of the person. So when that person comes and the relationship begins, like, by the way, this is this is how I expect to live my life. Okay, the, if there's no, you know... If you guys are not in alignment, yeah? In alignment, then okay. you know this is not going anywhere. And don't think, no, but she will change or he will change. Oh, that mm-hmm. romanticized mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're not it's, thinking no, there? No, <laughs> okay. no. It will stay the honeymoon phase and then خلاص. Oh, the, this honeymoon phase thing sounds scary, by the way. It's uh, scary if people are not honest with each other 
Okay. Everybody, when you first start into a relationship, everyone wants to show their best, you know. Yes, I, I can cook. Yes, <laughs> I'm outgoing. Yes, uh-huh. and this is how I look. And all of that. We put so much effort into trying to pleasing the other person. So they, so we are liked, we are wanted, we are desired, we are whatever. Okay. How long are you going to put that act for? Uh, not too long. Okay. So that's the honeymoon phase. So when okay. that acting goes, goes down and people are not putting as much effort, then your true identity comes. So okay. might as well start with that at the beginning. So what if what if both parties are quite honest with each other from mm-hmm. the get-go? I mean, not like, oh, by the way, I snore, you know? Oh, by the way, you know? not. I think that's important to share. <laughs> I, I do think so, too. Um, but, okay, okay, I'll give another example. No, no, I like, don't Go ahead with it. I can't say this on air. <laughs> okay, don't say it. But my point is, like, they share the... Ba- okay, for example... Um, I don't expose myself, but like I might have a habit of being a bit late. Okay. And if my boss is listening, she will um, but attest you were early to that. Today, actually. I know. We, <laughs> we so... arrived at the same time. <laughs> yeah, we did. Anyway. <laughs> like, but if you're listening, <laughs> I came early today. I was going to say late. Um, but let's say, for example, I have that habit. And let's say I'm getting into uh, a potential relationship and everything. Obviously, I am planning to change this. It's not a good habit. It's not respectful of other people's time. I'm very aware of that. Um, but I kind of tend to be all over the place. Uh, should I mention that from the get-go? Um, I tend to be all over the place and I tend to be late. I am Don't trying to overshare. change that. Don't really? really? But then I'm being honest so that the honeymoon phase thing, you know, I'm yeah, not... but you don't want to bring out all your negatives. Okay. You only bring it out, in my opinion, if it's something important to them. If like... In a they're, they're, let's say they're very punctual. Yes, and they're like one of their pet peeves is uh, I hate people who are late. Then this is the time. oh, by the way, <laughs> just oh. for you to know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if it doesn't come up, I guess you know it will come up in reality when you actually set a date to meet and then you're late. It you know it will. Okay, but then okay, but then how do we like navigate through this honeymoon phase transition to the next phase without open s- communication? Okay. And it's okay if somebody says, you know, that really bothers me about you. It's okay. I know it's... That's hard to accept. Exactly. That's about to say. It's hard to accept. Especially from someone you love and, and all that stuff. Yeah, but they're being honest. And we always say, we want... Why are you not honest with me? So when so, then they're honest, yeah, then yeah. you can't I don't take- like that. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't have it all. And we have to realize we're humans. We'll make mistakes. And it's a whole different person we're living in. Especially, you know, after you're married and stuff like that. It's a whole different phase and you just have to know that there are some things that are going to bug you about them depending how how much it bugs you, I guess, and how big it is or small it okay. is, you know. You have to navigate through that and if it really, really bothers you, then you have to speak up. And But expect uh-huh. the same in return. You can't just say, I don't like this, I don't like and then they don't okay. say anything about you. And you have to accept it when they say it. You have to accept it and work on it. Okay, fair enough. If you love them, you'll you'll change. But then it's a compromise. They also have to change. You yeah. don't only do all the changing and you work on yourself and they are just going like, this is who I am. You can't. There needs to be a respect, mutual mutual effort. It takes two to make a relationship work. True. Not one who sacrifices everything and the other is just hmm. sitting there. Okay. Okay. Recently on social media, there is this 
There's a lot of talk about feminine energy and masculine energy. <laughs> you made a face. I'm interested to ask my next question to hear from you. <laughs> okay. Ahead. People talk about how you have to be in your feminine energy and everything. First of all, do you believe in that? Second of all, if so, if you should be in your feminine energy and whatever. For me, for example, I'm quite ambitious. I, I, I know what I want. I have my goals. I know I can do things on my own. I believe you are probably the same way i've seen you. you're a strong woman you're you know H- how do you stay in your feminine energy and everything without mm-hmm. acting like a weak woman who can't do this and that because I, i'm i'm not sure i understand how they mean it yani i'm actually reading a, a book on femininity not feminism they're two different things yeah feminine, feminine energy and all that okay okay so i believe because <clears throat> fem- feminism is Something, Something com- to, yeah. Uh, but can you describe what feminine energy is and versus masculine energy before you answer the question? Um, I don't think I have enough information, but from my own personal understanding, it's just being feminine, accepting that you're a woman, not necessarily weak. Okay. But you have your role to play within being a woman, uh, caring, loving, supporting, okay. blah, blah, blah. Um, some see that going after your goals, that's sort of a masculine energy. We both have, I, I think if I understand correctly, please correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. feminine and masculine energy uh-huh. on different yeah. levels. That's what I've read as well. Yeah. So the men, of course, have it more, mm-hmm. obviously, because they're masculine. And there are some traits of the masculine energy that we will have, which is like hardworking, independent and all of that. But when it comes in a relationship context, you have to let the man be a man. Otherwise, okay. you will emasculate him. So kind of dial it down if this is, for example, if in the workplace you're very... Um, yes. I, I don't want to say masculine, but uh, no, you, you, you take leadership. on the role that is typically masculine. Or you have a leadership role. Okay. You are the, the leader. You have, um, you know, your employees under you could be male. Okay. There you're, you're, you're in your masculine kind of energy, okay. uh, independent, authoritative, you know. But then you go home. You can't carry, I believe you can't carry that same energy. You can't be okay. telling the, the man what to do because then it it might not cause a problem right then and then. But in years to come, this man will feel emasculated. At some point in time, the woman will feel she's taking on too much. She's okay. the man and the woman. She's running the house. She's paying the bills. She's doing everything. And he's just... Because that's not the natural energy she should be in anyway. Yes. Okay. So like how feminine are we talking? Like, ah, I can't open this can. <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> or like or like no I can open this can but like I but can't can lift the TV uh, yeah, okay oh there we go okay, okay so like I this can, I can open this can I'm finding it different can you just help okay. me okay without being too so in the future I ain't opening no cans <laughs> that's what I understood from this <laughs> I can take the trash out but I don't want to Ah, yeah, I don't want... Uh, just okay. if in the future, if anyone is listening to this and they're going to come to you me, take you're out. taking the trash out. <laughs> yeah. And okay. it involves in other other aspects as well of a relationship. But uh, there's nothing wrong with being feminine. Enjoy being, you know, soft at some times, gentle. You don't okay. always have to be hmm. fight mode. Okay. Or I can do this mode. We know you can do this. You don't have to prove it to anyone. You oh. know you can do it. That's, That's true. What happens is we want to prove it to the world. Mm. Why? Okay. In my personal, everyone will have a, a different um, opinion. Opinion to this. Okay. This uh, and for me, like one thing, I'm always told is you have a very loud voice. So my dad always tells me like, "You're a girl, lower your voice," you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. 
And I always argue with him and uh, my voice isn't that loud. No one can hear me. And then I see people looking at me from like a very big distance. I'm like, oh, no, they can hear me. <laughs> But then you see, if you were to lower your voice, it it takes from your personality. Because I think how so. will you how will you be feel? It's not me. Annie. Ex- exactly. That's how I feel. And, and, and that's what I'm telling him. Like, it's, it's difficult for me. It's not as easy as you think for me to just, you know. So you found a perfect job on the radio. I, I, I swear <laughs> to God, um, my... The nanny in my cousin's house. She's been calling me radio since I was a kid. She's ah. like, I want, she's like, radio, never stop talking, <laughs> you know? And then when I got a job in radio, she's like, oh my God, radio me. coming, radio coming, radio. That's what she said. <laughs> But I actually did get the proper job. <laughs> okay. Another thing I've been reading about is the five love languages. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to mention what they are? If I forget. I'll, I'll yeah. So there's the act of service. Mm-hmm. There is gift giving. There is a quality time, uh, physical touch, physical touch, and, and words of affirmation. There you go. Okay, do you want to explain what love languages are in general? Love languages um, is how you feel loved okay. and how you want to be loved. Okay. So there are different acts that tend to make you feel loved. Some mm-hmm. of them, it's um, if somebody buys you something, you feel ah, oh, she loves me. It can okay. be from a man or you know your sister, your your brother. Um, physical touch is like holding hands, a hug, mm-hmm. uh, words of affirmation is saying like, you did such a great job today. Thank you so much. Okay. I really appreciate you in my life, you know, words mm-hmm. of affirmation. And then quality time, just spend good time. You go out for a movie, a meal, just the two of you, you feel, you feel loved. Mm-hmm. And what? Uh, a gift giving, I think we mentioned. I said Acts of service and gift giving. These are the two Act that are left. Acts of service is taking out the trash. <laughs> I guess. Take out my trash. <laughs> okay, so so this is something mm. I came to read about and learn after my divorce. And I thought, man, oh. if I knew that information before, I would, it would have, I think, solved a lot of problems. One, that you have a love language mm-hmm. and I have a love language. So you, there are certain things within these five languages of love that make you feel loved. Okay. And they could be, not all women like to be loved this, or feel loved the same way. Mm-hmm. For you, it could be, I don't know, gift giving. For me, it could be quality time. Okay. So when you know your love language, I think we have two, one. The main, yeah, the, the two main, main one. one. And the yeah. underlying one. So when you know your love language, it's easy to communicate how you feel loved to your partner. Mm-hmm. And then when you think, okay, so my uh, love language is quality time. Don't expect your partner's love language to also be quality time. There could, okay. There could be theirs could be acts of service, or physical touch. Mm-hmm. You know. So when you know these things, it's easy to to know. Okay, then how to show them love and, and how, how you want love. them to show you love. Exactly. Okay. What happens if you guys have very different love languages? Mm-hmm. Because I've heard two differing opinions. So I heard someone say, let's say for example, your love language is physical touch. His is acts of service. So there's a higher chance that he will show you love by doing acts of service. But that's not your love language. love language. Okay. I've heard people say that, oh, well, you know that that's his love language. So, you know, he's expressing his love for you and you should accept that. And I've heard someone else say, no, no, you should tell him that that's not your love language and you want it in this way. What would be the right way of approaching different love languages? First of all, to both understand for them, yani, both couples. The couple to understand that there's something called love language. Educate yourself. You can't both. both. Okay. You can't. So, for example, there's a test mm-hmm. that they can do 
to discover their love, love language. Yeah. So both of them being aware of these love, love languages really helps. Because if you're telling somebody who has no idea what you're talking about, then it's... It's you, useless, yeah. Okay. So first get both on board about the love language. Then once they know, okay, mm-hmm. so all these years you've been showing me that you love me, but it was using your language. Have that conversation. Okay. And then say, okay, now I agree with the second one. I think you should tell them that I know you're expressing me love your way, but I don't feel loved that way. Okay. I feel loved this way. So you know can we can you work on it vice versa and he could be saying the same thing to so open communication always okay so always open communication okay another question i have you know when you get in the beginning of a relationship especially a lot of people lose their self a bit you know you you kind of become all about the other person you're thinking of them you're whatever how do you stay true to yourself how do you maintain your own individuality how do you do all these things within the context of relationship. It's not actually only um, in the beginnings. I've also seen some couples, for example, where, and I'm saying it from a woman's perspective because that's the perspective I'm, you know, more exposed to. They, خلاص, everything is my husband, my husband, my husband. And I and I do believe you have to take care of your husband. You have to do that stuff. I'm of that belief. I know not everyone will agree with me. But how does that not take over your whole life where, where in that you still have your own personality? You're still taking care of your own goals your needs you know <clears throat> we've been sold on a like a story or the perception mm-hmm. that my husband completes me like without a partner without i feel empty okay well that's wrong allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us we are whole and he said we created you to partner i said to be together as your partner not okay. to complete you So when you have that awareness, like I am complete Mm -hmm. and my part as a wife is X, Y, Z. Okay. But I need to take care of myself emotionally, mentally, physically. Okay. When you do things, are you doing it? Yes, you might be doing it for your husband, but also it's something you enjoy doing. And if you do things for, for them, you are making a conscious decision to do something for them. Where the problem comes is after years, I did this for you and you did not, but nobody told you. Okay. You did it out of your own willingness. So mm-hmm. don't come and blame him, your mother, whoever it is that made you. You took that decision. So if you want to do something, if you want to sacrifice, fine. But know that it's a sacrifice that you're doing. Nobody has asked that of you. So um, so in terms of when it comes to your husband, yes, you know, you should take care of your husband, love your husband, but don't lose yourself in the process. So the way to not lose yourself in the process, know that you are whole and that person is not, is not there to... Matt, you you have no what's the word uh no void to fill okay yeah so worst case scenario anything happens you lose this person you are still a complete person yes. in and of yourself yani. you're not attached to them the okay. problem that we have when we get into relationships we become attached this person becomes our life mm-hmm. so if allah tests us and takes that person away so death or they ended the relationship we feel that empty خلاص. empty and that some people get depressed Because they gave everything to this person and now this person is not there. How am I going to live? We were not created to... Attach to anything other than... And we were not created to just be this person's wife, just be this person's mother. We mm-hmm. were created as a human uh, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. Okay, that's that's a nice concept and nice way of looking at it. I think it also goes back to the concept that you mentioned about the cup. You can't fill someone else's cup because... 
until you until you fill your own. Yeah, if you lose your whole personality with them, I, I do think it's challenging though. It is. It's, it's challenging too. And you, I think it's like you will go through that phase where you become too attached, and then you have to detach. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed that not only in romantic relationships, but I noticed that even in other relationships, like mother to child, for example, or the prime example is when a son gets married. And she still feels... Oh, the mother-in-law. Yes. The monster-in-law. There's a movie. <laughs> I can't let my son go. Why is he not calling me? If they're going on trips, she'll travel. But is them. this real or is this in the movie? Is it exaggerated? I think there's some sort of truth. There are some mothers. Okay. Like I don't say all mothers are like that. <laughs> okay. Okay, but there's some sort of truth True. in it. And it becomes, again, because she's really attached to her son. Okay. So she, But, but then that's on her to detach. Yeah, but she doesn't see that it's wrong. Oh, God. That is a whole nother. We'll have to come. So, <laughs> so next episode, <laughs> Monster-in-Laws. <laughs> is, it, is it bad if we'd say this on air? I mean, there's a movie. I'm just saying the name of the movie. I think it's Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> exactly. So we are referring to the movie. <laughs> no one we know in, in no, it, Not at all. We've never seen it in our lives. <laughs> okay. The, the issue of attachment is interesting. Okay. Since we mentioned this, Attachment versus love. Mm. How would you define oh. each one? I know it's not an easy question because I was thinking of it a few days ago. Uh, I don't know. Take your time. How much <laughs> you time need have to- we got? <laughs> we have so much time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want me to start what I think? Mm-hmm. And then we go I'm just off. trying to think the easiest and most concise way to say it because I could go on. But okay, go ahead. Okay, I, I think it goes back to what you said. Like for attachment. Okay, one thing I think is that attachment, you can't live if this thing is not there and خلاص, it takes everything uh, away from you. You feel like I can't go on. You go into a deep depression and everything. I think love, you will feel the pain. You might even get depressed a bit. You might, Okay, maybe not a bit, even a lot, yani, but you can move past it. So here's the question. I'm asking the question. Okay, go how, ahead. At that point in time, when you are in love, when you're in a relationship, how do you know the difference if it's attachment or if it's love? Without losing it first, then to realize, oh, I was attached or it okay. was love. See? My opinion is that, first of all, when it's love, I feel there's like, um, we have the concept in, in Islam, like sakina, mm-hmm. peace. There's a peace that is in your heart, you know? I feel when it's attachment, it's not comfortable. It's like, oh, what if I lose this person? What if I don't know? It doesn't. You don't feel a feeling of peace. I feel when it's love. Number one, there's a feeling of peace that comes, and I I think it's God given. Number two, I feel when you think of the person, the thoughts that you get, it's not like, how do I keep them attached to me so that you know I never lose? No, you think like, oh, like how can I make them comfortable? How can I make you know? You kind of consider their feelings. You think of like how they're feeling. That's how I feel. I think when it comes to love, you always. Think of yourself and in the terms of that relationship. But when it comes to attachment, you always put their feelings above yours. So even if you don't like doing something, you'll still do it. But okay, okay but it seems that is also. But then, but then what about like, for example, for me, let's say I love my mom. Okay. Some things I don't it's like doing. Huh? It's a mother. Mafia, I, I don't like I can't to- stop on air. <laughs> You know, but okay, I'll go back to her example, but you can put it in whatever context you want. But some things, for example, I don't like doing, but I know that would make her comfortable. You know, I would not even show on my face that I don't like doing it. I'll just do it because I know she's comfortable when I do it. 
I'll use a friend, for example. But who's... then that's love. Exactly. You, you so love is sometimes you do for the other person, even if Ayo, even so if it makes you uncomfortable. That's why I wouldn't define it as as that. Yeah. yeah. I like but, but maybe attachment. I would say like if we're gonna use the example you gave, I would think maybe if you're doing it just to keep that person so that they don't leave you, you know, maybe that's that could be attachment. Because I have seen that, you know. I think love doesn't hurt. Attachment and it's comfortable. And it's peaceful. Does true. An attachment is uncomfortable. Yeah. I feel you will always be uncomfortable in attachment. Uncomfortable and you're always worried. You're always, they're always in the forefront of your mind. What are they doing? Are they thinking of me? Why they didn't call? All of that. It doesn't make you comfortable. You can't live your life because you're always worried about what they will think Obsessive of you. to a certain extent. Uh, maybe not, not the right word. Because you can also. You shouldn't be obsessed in love. Love True. should be comfortable, as you said. Peaceful. Love should be trustworthy. You trust that person. You're not going to look at what they're doing because there's there's some sort of trust there that you know this person loves you. doesn't have to constantly show it every single day if they don't text, if they don't reply. If they, um, okay, I agree with that. Trust, you mentioned that. Yes. <laughs> have you been in a position as a life coach? Where someone came to you and method and there was infidelity or there was something like that? Yes. Does a person always... Because that's broken trust. Yes. Can a person maintain a relationship after that, do you think? Again, it depends on the person how much love has been there. Trust, if it's infidelity, can the two continue? Yes, they can. If one, he, he or she um, admits that they made a mistake and stop and, you know, realizes that this was a big mistake uh, there was a risk that the marriage or relationship could have ended therefore they've stopped it mm-hmm. it's a mistake move on but when it's repeated 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 so uh, once there is a chance of moving on yes because i would think there would always be that feeling like i'm for example let's say the gir- the person could be girl or boy never used to think like oh he's not answering his phone or she's not answering her phone you know they never used to have these thoughts but after it happened the first time I would feel it might be difficult not to think like that. Again, it's not easy. I didn't say it's going okay. to be easy. So it's possible, it's but possible. not easy. No. Okay. Makes Anything. Sense. Um, how can I explain this? Many things that we talked about, all the concepts are not easy to do. To be open in a relationship and, you know, say the faults or admit that you're wrong or whatever. It's not easy to do. And that's why maybe there's so many problems within relationships because people don't want to be uncomfortable. They always want to be comfortable, don't want conflict, don't want this. But sometimes you need to go through those things to appreciate one another, that your voice is heard, you feel respected, loved, and appreciated. Mm -hmm. And when you don't communicate those things, you don't feel those things. So you get into a relationship. But going back to your question, um, which was, because I know I feel I've drifted away. I also drifted away. Uh, oh, uh, moving on after infidelity. So yes, you can. Okay. And as I said, repeatedly uh, means that that person, ha- whoever is, you know, the one who is, uh, whatever, having the affair or whatever, is not respecting. True. The there is person. a lack of respect. Yeah. So why, you know, continue again? It's your responsibility. If you want to stay, you want to go, but don't blame anyone but yourself. You take responsibility for your life. Okay. The concept of vulnerability. Um I don't think that, uh, as you said, a lot of this is not easy to begin with. Uh, but you mentioned an interesting point. You were like, if you don't open yourself up, you won't feel, for example, there are certain things that you won't get, you know, because you're not willing to go that far anyway. 
how how can a person open themselves up to being vulnerable? You don't open up yourself to anyone you don't trust. <clears throat> so trust first and then. Of course, it has to be. Would yeah. you op- would you go and talk to a stranger just in But how do- no, no. <laughs> Let me tell you all my secrets. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not like that. But um I feel even you know when you're getting to know a person part of getting to know the person is eventually you guys both have to open up. How do you know when I, I, I don't know. It's it's difficult for me because I feel like you can never tell the closest people to you can end up being untrustworthy. Yes. It's you know, a risk you have to. Take. Yeah, it's, it's a risk. So it's never like, oh, I, I know he's trustworthy or she's trust. Uh, for me, it's a he just saying mm-hmm. I should limit <laughs> what I'm about to say on it. <laughs> but okay, anyway, my point is, OK, fab. I don't know. I, I struggle with the idea of how can I know when to trust, you know? I don't think I have trust issues or anything. I think any issue I've had, I feel mostly healed from. You know, I took my time. I did, you know, whatever a person needs to do to heal from anything that happened. And we all have things that happened in our lives. Like, I think anyone who comes up and says, I've never had any trauma or anything that happened to me. I think, I, I don't think that's true. Maybe you have had, but you're not aware of it. So upon reflection, I do think and know. I may have healed most of it, but I still don't know when, you know, like I, I have that thought, like, okay, how do you know when you can trust? I just think it's, you know, there's not a certain to-do list or, or okay. a list that you have to go they through. They did okay, this check. They check. Okay. Now, okay. Now I can trust. Okay. So. <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> no, I just feel it's something you feel. Okay. With, when you talk to a person, there's some people, you know, even when you meet them, you think, hmm. I don't think I'm comfortable around this person. Okay. It's that intuition that you have. doesn't mean anything is wrong with them. It's just that you don't vibe or with whatever. them. And so you're not going to open up to them, are you? You're gonna not going to have that relationship. And maybe something they say that will put you off guard. Okay, so I'm not going to open up. Okay. So I think it's just something that you find out along the way with the person that you're having the relationship and with. you take the risk and you take the risk okay so there's a lot of risk and love what the, there it was is. this oh god <laughs> but that's the beauty of it sometimes when you take the biggest risk uh-huh you get the most amazing results okay i know it sounds you know it sounds nice and well but it sounds scary to me love is scary oh damn <laughs> okay why do we think that love it's because we watch too many movies we have i like these movies romantic chick flick yeah i know and especially the comedy ones like i I fall asleep in every movie but like i cry then i fall asleep you know it's it's a nice balance (laughs) yeah but then that doesn't mean that's how life will happen for you yeah or anyone else and that's one of the misconceptions that it's in that movie, and without even subconsciously, you're just thinking of that movie when this happened. He did a little bit. In reality, it's not going to be that way, and you yeah. have to accept it. And that's just part of life. It's a beautiful part. We can't always be happy, happy, happy. Roses, roses, roses. No, true. We like. We would like to. For Jannah, inshallah. Inshallah. Okay. Okay. So love is a risk. There's a song. I can't. I'm not gonna sing it. But it's like love is a battlefield. But it doesn't have to be that dramatic. I feel like there's a big um, sense of comfort when you're in the right relationship. Yes. From that context, okay, there will be difficult times, but I don't think we should describe love as a battlefield or as that scary, you know, because for someone like me, for example, you know, sometimes I get carried away in my thoughts and I would would be put off 
you know when when you continuously hear like it's so scary it's so kiva but when when someone mentions it like you in a balanced point of view where okay there are times where it's a risk times where it's scary but i think overall it is a comfort yani if you're in the right place you feel safe you feel like you know the missing piece of the puzzle okay that's a nice way of putting it so the picture is complete mm-hmm. and not that there's a void but this it feels right okay so that's a feeling you you will feel from the inside it yeah, feels right i think so yes it does no okay. no need to con- continuously prove myself or you know um sacrifice it just feels whatever i'm giving feels comfortable i am happy it feels right okay and you're happy with what you're receiving from them as yes. well yes of course okay because but again expect there to be arguments you know there was this uh, analogy that was once given you know when you buy a set of uh, plates mm-hmm. they are all the same but when you put one on top of the other quite hard what will they do they break they'll make a sound oh you know? okay so that's the little arguments but you're it's like one of the same you're in our family oh so even if plates make sound so you expect us not to make sound or you give up that's another thing i wanted to say it's not when you have an argument okay خلاص i can't do this anymore you're just having an argument okay it might take the few days to sort out but it's just an argument doesn't mean it's the end of a relationship we don't rush to the the divorce card خلاص i can't do this First of all, it depends what it is about. Okay. Yeah. Um, it could be initially, for example, if because you brought up the example of infidelity. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's something that somebody says, you know what? I draw the line here. I can't do that. But as well, um, it depends if that person is really forgiving and the other one is really, feels really bad and it's a one-time thing, whatever. Okay. Then they, they could move on at some point. You don't have to go through the divorce. Okay. But some, if you continue, maybe say this is a continuous, as we gave the example before, maybe it would come up. So you don't always have to forgive because remember, you're also responsible for how you feel and what you put into the relationship. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, and and the concept of not every argument leads to divorce. I remember reading recently that uh, divorce rates around the world, okay, we're putting COVID aside because this was even before COVID where um, divorce rates were increasing and everything. Yeah. How do you not think of every argument? I mean, okay, first of all, why do you think that is? Let's let's start with that question. Because I feel, one, we have romanticized the idea of marriage. We don't realize it's hard work. Okay. Marriage, you have to work at it every single day. Every day is... Oh, but does, God. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> uh-huh. Not that uh-huh. it's hard work and... Because if if we go back to what we just said earlier, love is comfortable. Okay. Love is safe. It doesn't feel like hard work, but you have to make the effort. Okay. Every day. Understanding your partner, for example. Understanding. Compromising here and there. Taking care of yourself. Okay. Um, for yourself and for your partner. Um, there's so many things that you know, but it's not really. Sorry. Radio friendly. Really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My mind goes, you know, other places. <laughs> I meant it's not as scary as it uh, okay. seemed okay okay yeah? oh. <laughs> uh, second of all we're not educated enough as to what our duties as a wife what are the his duties my duties toward making this marriage work um what are his needs as a man what are my needs as a woman are my needs going to be met are his needs going to be met if not okay this creates conflict in the marriage what is the marriage what is the purpose of the marriage what are the the roles that we each play to make this marriage okay. work. Okay. So there's no prior knowledge and and they're not, not maybe enough. N- not uh, no awareness I guess. That yes. would be the right word. Yes. 
okay. as well the you know being intimate that's a very integral part of a of, of a relationship of a relationship and some people just are not educated enough not aware aware enough and of, of course that would also cause um issues within issues. their relationship yeah. i also feel i'm not going to go into too many details about this but uh, our culture mm-hmm. can sometimes brush this off even though we all know it's an like important part it can get brushed off you mean the intimacy part the intimacy mm-hmm. part yeah um like m- i know most of the girls i know don't know anything going into it and i feel that okay I don't know how much we can go into uh, I will not go into it, but I feel it's a responsibility. You know it's an integral part of marriage. You know this is something that's important. important. So you know enough to do to highlight your face, but you don't know enough to go and learn about this. So I feel, especially now, <laughs> oh, in this okay. day Makes and sense. age... You can research about it on your own. Yes, you Okay, that's, that's an interesting... You can ask. Oh, you can. You ask about what color matches my skin tone. Google. Ah, okay. <laughs> so you see, but uh, ask around and there's nothing that I don't know now. You're choosing not to know. That's interesting. In this day yeah. and age, that's very yeah. true. Okay. Um, we kept it radio friendly. <laughs> yeah, I was. I think we were both trying very hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So getting into an argument, moving past it. I feel there has to be an agreement from both sides that says that, okay, if we do get into an argument, we're going we're going to discuss it. We're going to talk about it because if one person is willing to work through it and then another person, this is the end, you can't work on one side. You know, no. should this be discussed maybe in the beginning of a relationship where, yes. you know, when everything is still honeymoon phase, rosy, okay, if down the line we go through an issue, we should communicate, like, should this be... Yeah, you set the ground. You set the ground rules for your relationship for any future things to come. We're talking about like an ideal relationship here. Okay. You ca- not everybody will be on board with this way of thinking. But this is, you know, we're here to educate, create awareness. If you know, then you can impact, for example, your spouse and make them understand. But, uh, or your fiancé or whatever. Um, when you get into an argument, there's things that they're like no go zones مثلاً. men or women tend to leave you know I can't oh yeah do we do this is is this what you do when you get into an argument yes why, why do you do that because I just need some time to process and men usually tend to do uh-huh. that <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like filmed and you know we're speaking so even if I don't say it out loud they can see me <laughs> so you know these things are just um Whatever it is, the characteristics between you, you just set what you would like to do. And maybe they'll say, like, you know what? I really need to leave because I'm scared of saying something that might make things worse. So yeah. I just need my space and I'll come back. Uh, some, some, okay. you know, some just set some ground rules. I actually have that okay. because because um, I know myself. Um, like, yeah, I talk a lot and at times I can say something hurtful if I'm not careful. You know, I, I don't want to be. I mean, we also have. Uh, religiously, sometimes you say something and it could hurt someone even more than if you physically put your hands on them, you know, for you have to be conscious of that as well. So for me, um, one thing I learned, not in anger management, but I googled, you know, how to manage your anger, you know, and also and in Islam, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that you should be silent when when you are angry. Yes. You know, fa- it's very hard to do again. Exactly. Yeah. And he mentioned the strength of a person who can maintain their silence when angry or hold their anger. Actually, I think the Hadith mentioned 
Um, but for me, that that's why it's important for me to like not say anything while I'm angry. Once we're all calm, calm, let's discuss it. I'll buy you coffee. You know, let's have a good conversation about this. But my my perspective would be like maybe calm down and then discuss it. Other people have let's discuss it immediately. What happens if, for example, one person is like me, where like no, let's all calm down, then come, and the other person's like, I want to discuss this immediately. How do you navigate through that, for example? Again, communication. Okay, like you tell him your way, he tells you his way? Yeah, then you decide, uh, or, you know, if it makes, if at the end of the day you end up discussing it, it's just a matter of hours, Mm -hmm. while, because we have to think of it. If, for example, I'm the one that needs to be, I need to, you know, sort this out right away, and, for example, my husband is the type that I need some time. Okay. I would rather than he take his time, so when he... if he come when he comes and talks, he's calm, he's ready, and then we can sort it out instead of him being, you know, really upset. And we're not going to get a solution because it's only yeah. going to make matters worse. So you pick and choose. Okay. Again, so one side kind of has to step down, maybe what they would usually do or how they would usually want to solve it, Yanni. Yes, and sometimes depending on the situation, maybe they once if they get into an argument, it will be sorted right there and then. Okay. Another time, it will take a day or a couple of hours. So it's compromise between the two. Okay, so I, what I, I feel we keep going back to the same topic of open communication. Yes. Yeah, that seems to be the number one thing. It is. Okay, I can communicate. <laughs> I talk a lot. <laughs> but, to- but talking a lot is not always... <laughs> no, I believe I talk in the right way. I hope so. <laughs> you know, talking without offending, talking with clear message, not not blabbering. Uh, I can do Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know why I'm exposing myself. I think I had coffee and she asked me like extra shot. I don't think I should have said yes because I knew I had this. Want us to do this again? <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> I don't think this is going to be cut out of editing, fam. It's the coffee. I'm I'm saying it to the camera. I had coffee. <laughs> I had water. Yeah, she was smart. I asked her if she wanted coffee. You said no. I think for future reference, I think I will be doing that as well. Because I'm pretty See, exposed. You're sitting, you're reflecting. I'm reflecting. <laughs> I've had her on for 58 minutes. Really, already? <laughs> and I've already started doing. You must be good at what you do. <laughs> do you enjoy taking in clients and discussing this? It's not always easy. You know, you get some sad stories. Yes, but um, I remember why I'm doing it. And okay. It's, yeah, I need the, the goal is to help. So by helping her and seeing the transformation afterwards, it's just so rewarding. Okay. So that's how, that's the, the mindset you go into. Yes. Okay. And can you, can you like, um, dissociate, 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 can you do that after, like, for example, you heard the most heartbreaking story. Okay. Now I have to go home and you have your husband, you have kids as well. Yes. You know, how do you, how do you like unlink when i'm the coach i'm there to help support um guide okay um i i would empathize with what she's feeling but i cannot take that home with me okay and and this is a conscious thing that you do in your head oh it's not easy i just said it's not easy she she told me (laughs) nothing is easy because then if i take that with me and um i take it home what 
how uncomfortable that would be for my family. So, what? What did they do? What like, uh, you want to say, okay, okay, means like, uh, how is it their fault, I guess? Exactly. Yeah, like, why should I bring it to them? Yes. Okay. Why okay. should they come home to a mother who's sad? Yes, you might be sure you're affected, but not to the point that your whole family feels it. Okay. Yeah. So you have to hold it in sometimes. Yes, you do. Okay. And did you decide to go into this particular path after your divorce yes i did oh so this was this was a result yes it was okay so i believe in the concept of it's i don't know how how it will sound when i say it out loud but sometimes you go through things or, or god puts you through things it might look bad for you but you'll be used as a door of khair to others yes you know and this is what i see with you right now because you used your pain to help others and I feel like that's the most beautiful thing. Like when Allah puts you through a trial and then you come out of it in this way. I, I do think, I, I think it's a gift, you it know? Is. So, so to me, don't realize it. Then and, yeah. When you're going through it again. again I'm, I've said it like a broken record in this interview, sit and reflect. So I start to reflect and I think, okay, I've gone through this. Why I've gone through this. What was the lesson behind it? Now, what can I do with mm-hmm. what I have? I said, I didn't want anyone else to go through that pain alone you okay. know because you it's not like okay i got divorced now who do i call it's not <laughs> yeah, yeah you know it's not there's no helpline there's no and being divorced is quite a sensitive and personal topic so you can't just go talking to to anyone who is willing to give you an ear mm-hmm. and then what's the point they'll just listen and then what they don't feel your pain they don't know what you're going through they can't really help they you. can't really help so so i I decided as a coach, then I'll also help divorced women because I've been through it. You know, it's al mujarrab wa tabib. Ask the one who goes through it, not the one who... Not, not the, the doctor. doctor. Yeah. Okay. So, um, maybe we're reaching towards the end, but it's not easy. Uh, as we mentioned, many things are not easy, but, but it's not easy to go through therapy or to decide, for example, to get the help. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that women or many divorced women struggle to come to you? Yes. Um, first of all, just to differentiate, I'm not a therapist. Uh, yeah, uh, of I'm course. Coach. Okay, life coaching, therapy, therapy psychologist, different things. Yeah, but therapy uh-huh. is um, therapy is someone you would go to if you're suffering from depression, anxiety, um, social anxiety. You feel you're not eating well, mm-hmm. you're not sleeping well. You can't function anymore. Okay. You can't do your day-to-day life anymore you need to go see a therapist okay someone who would come to me is okay managing life but they need just, guidance they need guidance they're lost they don't know what to do they're worried about falling love in love again if they do the same you know these kind of life issues but not really um mental issues and sometimes okay. you could be working with both with a therapist and, and somebody, a life coach yeah, and a life coach okay uh, so my my mom she is a life coach yeah. um she she explained to me that life coaching is different. So maybe I misspoke uh, when asking you the question, but she explained that life coaching is more, you kind of ask questions that help guide the client into the answer. You like never you never get, them, you never that's one thing she told to me. Do. Yeah. So, so you it's like a reflecting session, but someone is with you. That's how she explained and, it to yes, me. Yes. And some people come and say, okay, I have this problem. Solve it. I can't solve your problem. Do you tell them I can't solve yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You tell them upfront. I can't yeah, solve your I issue. I can't solve your issue. And it's not going to go in an hour. Like we need several sessions, se- sessions to sit okay. down and really dig. And you always have the answer. 
you know no that's what she says yeah and i swear i've had times i'm like just tell me you know yeah. and she does not she goes like no you can figure it out come sit down i'll ask you questions you know and at the time i'm like no mom i just need you to be mama now. I, exactly you know i'm like stop the life coach not now okay but what would you tell would you advise women to go for to seek help whether they need it in the form of a psychologist or a therapist or a life coach yes okay um because why not, why if there is a solution Mm-hmm. If there's somebody who can help you, the most difficult thing is to ask for help. True. But if you you need to get out of this, you need to take responsibility for your life. Mm-hmm. You need to seek help because why are you going to live the rest of your life feeling this way? Why do you want to do that to yourself? There is a solution. There are people out there to help you. Go to them. You only live once. Oh, that's powerful. True. So, yeah, if you want to play the victim for the rest of your life, play the victim. But what kind of life are you going to have? I was hurt. I was killed. I was killed. You are just going to end up living a miserable life, not only for yourself and everyone else around you. Not necessarily if you're married again, your parents, your children, your friends. Mm -hmm. You'll end up feeling alone because you don't want to ask for help. And can Mm. we just remove the stigma of going to therapy? Mm. We can go to a doctor because we're suffering from a headache. We have a broken leg or an arm. I said, I'm going to the doctor. But I'm not feeling well. Um, I I'm haven't. going through a difficult time. I think I, I might be feeling a bit depressed. Oh, but I can't say that because what will people think? What will people think? This is your life. Mm-hmm. You're going to therapy to help yourself. Nobody needs to know. <laughs> yeah. Charity, and even if they do. Even if they do, it's okay. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, they are there to help you become the best version of yourself and to live a, a life that as much as you can is a good life. And mm-hmm. if you were to face challenges, you know how to overcome them because you are physically, mentally, emotionally okay. Okay. As opposed to not being okay. And then how are you going to come up through this? Okay. One hour and six minutes, I think. I think, we're <laughs> I, think I, I think we should wrap it up. <laughs> So I really appreciate you sitting down with us. I actually really enjoyed this conversation. I did too. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Um, I think that's the end. Okay. I, I never know how to end the stuff. End the stuff. End the stuff. End the stuff. End the stuff.